Welcome to episode 200. <laughs> we did it. We did it. They said it wouldn't last. They, they did? The early critics were very vocal about who, the... Hmm? Who were these critics? Oh, it's not important. The early days. They were very vocal. Episode one. They were very... So one of you's got it, one of you doesn't. Really? Yeah. I do not remember these reviews. They liked the one in the tie. I don't know. I don't know what they. I don't That's know weird. They, I never wear a tie. I, yeah. Yeah, I know. I hey, know. What are you wearing right now? Oh, I just got a tie on. <laughs> that was me. I know. So it's exciting. Two hundred. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Two hundred. Yeah. We're kind of, so. What is this? Is this going to be year three or year four? Hmm. That's a good question yeah, that only our four. listeners can That's answer. Twenty right. fifteen. Yeah. Is when we started. Yeah. So in August, the first episode dropped like August 21st or something like that. Yeah. Coming up on four years. But oh my gosh. I know. Yeah. 200, quite a milestone. That's pretty exciting. Well, thanks everybody for listening. I okay. guess we should see how many uh, Star Wars episodes we've done. I guess. Because as back. long as we've recorded, there's yeah. been Star Wars movies. <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> that is right. I wonder how many out there have actually listened to all 200 episodes. You know what? We just had last October was yeah. Halloween Now 4, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. You're right. Woo. What a time to be alive! Yeah. Well, we're gonna we're gonna use some of this fun momentum that we've got going <laughs> here to talk a little bit about our library's past. Ooh. Yeah. So we're gonna talk about that a little later, and we've got some other book news early on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so why don't we just mm-hmm. start with our two hundredth bookmark? We haven't really said anything about if if you haven't been here for two hundred oh, episodes. That's a weird time to start, but welcome. Yeah. I mean, we're glad to have you. This is the All the Book Show. Yeah. Recorded at the David A. Howe Public Library. Yeah. We talk book news, author news, and literary, literary news. news yep. We've been doing it for 200 episodes. Yeah, absolutely. In case, uh, a little bit more. Yeah. Truth so be told. this is number 200. Truth be told, num- this is the 200th number. We've episode, had some yeah. pretty cool, unofficial we sure releases. Have. A, a couple of B-sides, That's if you true. will. That's true. So. Last year, we did a live episode from yeah. the Angelica Fair. That's uh, true. We're going to be doing that again, yeah. the Allegheny County Fair, uh, yeah. next month, July. The Mike Nesmith episode. That's technically... It, that's an off the books, right? Yeah, it isn't so that's books, a B side. Yeah. Yeah, Mike Nesbeth got another B side. Yeah, that's there a you deep, go. It's like when the Beatles put out uh, like Penny Lane just as a single. Yeah, it's the same kind of thing. Or when uh, Paul McCartney put out California Girls. I, I don't think you should. I don't think you should. No, that was that was the Beach Boys. It was a B side. It was the Beach Boys. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, do you want to do bookmark? I think you should go first. I should go first for yeah, bookmark. I think you should. I think you should. Um, all right. What did I finish? I finished. We started recording these. You're familiar with the David A. Howe Public Library. We started. Me? Yes. Yeah, just our listeners. Oh, okay. We started recording this in the Monday Club room at the uh, time. Oh, yeah. When the room was empty, we'd go in there and we record. Mm-hmm. And then we started recording upstairs in the library. Which was at the time the museum room, basically just yeah. storage. Yeah. yeah, for the former so museum cold. room, it was called. Yeah, freezing cold. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that was before. That was pre-teen loft. We yeah. recorded up there. Not and the then, pre-teen loft, right? But that was the pre-teen yep. loft. Yeah. Then we had an empty <laughs> office upstairs for a while. We moved in there for a oh, little yeah. bit. Oh yeah. Yeah. Then when my office changed, we started doing it over at my desk. Yes. And then we moved over to this got, little table. When we got some new equipment, we moved to this special table, and yeah. here we've been ever since. But we've yeah. also recorded at my house. Your house, uh-huh. down in the auditorium, the tech room, the tech room, yeah, the Angelica Fair, Allegheny yes. County Fair, yeah, and all over Seattle, yeah, 
Anywhere else? That's true, Seattle. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it feels like there is another place that we're forgetting, like mm. another outdoor place. Yeah. It's dangerous it to have all these electronics, mm. people yelling at us to stop. Yeah. I don't so. I think. I think probably we've hit a point where the most of the episodes have been recorded right here at the table of my That's office. That's true. But yeah. we've definitely done some remotes. Yeah. Which is neither here nor there. I'm just, you know how I am. I get a little nostalgic. <laughs> so I'm just That's true. thinking about the early days. That's true, yeah. yeah. Uh, I read Blue Mars. Yeah. By Kim Stanley Robinson. Struggle. It's been a struggle. I guess. You finished it. Uh, I've read Red Mars in either 2010 yeah. or 2011. Okay. I can't remember, and I didn't decide to fact check this. Oh, well. um, and then I read Green Mars in about 2014 okay. when I was in Florida. Mm-hmm. And now I've read Blue Mars, and I'm done. It's taken me as long as these books are in pages to... Mm. I don't know where that was going. That doesn't make any sense. But that's yeah. the kind of sentence you might find in Kim Stanley Robinson's <laughs> Mars trilogy. <laughs> Blue Mars is the end of this trilogy. They have terraformed Mars, not only Mars, but many other planets. Mercury. They're beginning Venus, Jupiter's moons, and mm. beyond. Ooh. And uh, we live to like 200 years. Wow. And That's a long time. A lot of politics. Huh. Earth is overpopulated, a little bit flooded. Boy. A lot of bit flooded. Ooh. And, it's starting um, to feel real. Uh, yeah, it was fine. This one I enjoyed more than Green Mars. Green Mars was a slog mm-hmm. for this guy here. Okay. Me. I'm Eric. pointing at me, everybody. Eric. Um, the one without a tie. Red Mars was interesting, but again, it's just one of those things where there's a lot of unlikable characters, though they softened up some of the characters. I guess old age does that. You start looking mm-hmm. at characters with no, rose-colored Is this a novel, that, or is this a series that was written like... Boom, 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 back to back to back? Yeah. Or was it like every five years? Yeah, no, I mean, I think it came out every other every year. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So, so not a not a Game of Thrones situation. No. Okay. No. I'm just behind. This is this mark personally, this marks number thirty one in my Hugo reading list. Oh. So that's pretty good. I need to I need to pick up the pace. If I die tomorrow, what what do I what have I done? You read thirty one Hugo, Hugo winners? Oh yeah. Good. Please put that but on I my tombstone. I think you've read some out of order as well. So you probably have read more than thirty one. You've no. read some of the newer ones. No, I've count those. Oh, in you my do you count them? Okay, yeah. well then, what do I know? <laughs> um, yeah, I'm completely out of order with this stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're out of order. <gasps> this whole library's out of order. Probably. It's not. Please oh. don't write your. <laughs> please don't write your assemblymen's. Or yeah, he he got to it before I could tease our library director. That's me. Yeah. Um, Fun fact. Oh, I was not the library director when we started this podcast. I wasn't the teen uh, head of youth services. That's true. I was. I was. What was my title? I don't know. Uh, head of adult services. Head yeah. of circulation and adult services. I was. I, read the front I mean, we're getting we're getting program. ahead of ourselves you're here. Right. You're right. Sorry. <laughs> um, that's all sweet material for later. Sweet sizzle. I know. Uh, what that's journey? What journey did Nick take? His journey akin to the Mars trilogy by yeah. Kim Stanley Robinson. Yeah. I mean, I guess these are books I recommend if you're really into sci-fi. Um, because they are like, what other books out there in terms of like the terraforming and the level they get out of these three, like this was Mm. 700 pages and it was too long. And these are definitely books that aren't going to stay on my bookshelf as really, Yeah. Out. So there are some books I've read uh, on my journeys through the Hugos and whatnot. I'm like, this is great. I got to reread this someday. Mm -hmm. Uh, this is, this is not one of them. Not one of the trilogies. I sometimes... So it's hard for me to get rid of books because I love books. You mm-hmm. know? I like to have, yeah. I just want to have a giant room, basically a library. Well, you also so grew up during sense. the uh, Great Depression. The Great Book Depression. So, yep. I mean, it's one of those things where if you had a book, yeah. you had to read the whole book. Had to read it. Just all the way yep. through. Yep. And that was all the only book. No, yeah. no chapters would go to waste yeah. during that time. Yeah. But sometimes I'll like check out a book from the library mm-hmm. or you know borrow a book or whatever. Right. And then I'll be sad that I don't have that book because I loved it. Oh. But then it's like, I'm not going <laughs> to read it again. So do I go and buy it? 
it, so I yeah. have my own copy. Mm-hmm. That's what thrift stores are for, if, I guess. If suddenly I was very well off, yeah, and I had a pretty sweet like library room, yeah, I would have a bookcase of like the Hugo winners. That'd be cool, and everything in which the Mars trilogy would be there. Mm-hmm. But as somebody with limited space and a uh, kind of distaste for clutter these days, mm-hmm. I I'm just like get out of here. Yeah, I'm not rereading you. Yeah, so yep, there we go. Uh, so I finished Blue Mars. I also finished. Uh, we'll get more into this later Let's with some it. news. But I finished uh, Volume Ten of Transmetropolitan by Warren Ellis. Oh yeah. So this is the last of the Transmetropolitan. This, this is, is where they the... <laughs> they try to terraform Metropolis over the course of several. No, this is where uh, Spider Jerusalem is trying to uh, impeach a terrible president. Spider Spider Jerusalem's Jerusalem. the main character. Okay. Yeah. He he's the uh the reporter, the the off the grid, off the wall news reporter that we've been following for ten volumes. Mm-hmm. So this and is you, the you second president he's helped impeach. He's trying to impeach a terrible yeah. president. Yeah. A lot of uh a lot of news about the president gets out there and people react and then uh you know, due process happens and the president's gone. You tell me all about it. I um know. so this is a delightful piece of fantasy. Oh, yeah, it's delightful. Got a little political You there. did, you did. Everybody calm down. Um, yeah, it. I mean, this is... I, I've been saying this as I've... You know re- what? what? We had a different president when we started. That's another thing. Oh, yeah. A lot of changes. Boy, yeah. A lot of changes. Yeah. Anyway. Um, I, I've been saying this since I started reading this. This is one of... This This book came out like 99, I think. I okay. don't know when this ended. Maybe 2001. Could be. But this is so... D- <laughs> so dang applicable it's so darn relevant uh, to uh, for today it's it's almost disgusting sometimes i find that hard to read mm-hmm. i felt a little back when we were doing um dead zone uh, we did a whole episode about how much we didn't like the dead zone so oh, if you yeah. hear that go back soundcloud.com yeah. slash all the books but there was a lot of that in the dead mm-hmm. zone too where i was like we're living this i don't want to read this yeah so reading transmetropolitan this whole time has been really i guess there is kind of like you get kind of like you get proud of the author because you're like wow yeah did you did you guess it good job and there is kind of this amusement as well this like sick amusement of you're watching a car crash happen that somebody foresaw in the past now and it's just i don't know that's also a plot point in the dead zone (laughs) coincidentally (laughs) episode 166 everybody what a dead zone zone. (laughs) go back um so again transmetropolitan one of those books i've read i like I'm not going to... It's not like Fables where I'm like, oh, you should read Fables if you don't like superhero comics. You might like Fables. Right. Transmetropolitan is not one of those books, okay. but I think it's interesting and I'm glad I've read it. But yes, it's definitely now, one of those. Again, we're this is diving into segment a little bit, but correct mm-hmm. me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Was I not getting you those via interlibrary loan when you were a student? No. I think I was. No. You don't think? No, I only started reading Transmetropolitan when I started working here. Oh, okay. Well, there you well, go. You, you breezed right through that faster yeah. than you did that <laughs> Mars trilogy. Hey, sorry. Um, but it, now you finished the Mars trilogy. Two hundred. J. A. Jance is not a Muppet. That's an episode. Yeah, it is. <laughs> you just do you it just is. have a list of past episodes? You're just ready They're to trying re- to get yeah, in. Yep. Yeah, the yep. House Rabbits for hey, Let me. <laughs> that is the one that I was going to mention. Ah, uh, that's the uh, episode that is two. That, episode two. We did a. We did a. Uh, what's it called? Lonely Hearts Book Club. Yeah. About this book where Richard Nixon, uh-huh. a short story novelist, <laughs> Ray Carver, yep. it was an imaginary story about what if they were friends? And what if they like spent this like a weekend oh, at the a, same like beach? Got a beach, got a beach, yeah. yeah. 
kept, kept talking about Nixon's flabbiness and yeah. uh, Raymond Carver's puffiness. I, yeah, it's a what weird was the, book. What was the um, hotel? What was the Nicholas Sparks book we read? Knights of Rodante. Yeah, it was like the Knights of Rodante yeah. for these two characters. But, but you got Dick Nixon instead of Richard Gere. Yeah, yeah. And Richard Carver instead yeah. of Raymond Diane Carver. Lane. Yeah, Raymond, Raymond Carver. Carver. Who's Richard Diane Carver? Lane. Probably somebody. I've made him up. Yeah. That's great. I just created a life. Episode two. <laughs> uh, also, I finished Scarlet Witch Volume 1, Witch's Road. Revitalize! This, that's because she, in the she game. She says that in the game. She yeah. says that in the game. This is her, I guess, her first ongoing series, which is kind of impressive so. that she yeah. never had. I mean, not impressive. Kind of yeah. strange that she's never <laughs> Good had for one. for her. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not a big fan of this take on the character. That's she's not a... Hear. She's not a mutant anymore in these books. She's mm. not uh, Magneto's daughter anymore. Mm-hmm. She's just a crazy lady who ruined a bunch of people's lives, and now she's off having adventures. Mm. And maybe by herself in this kind of story, that's better because she's off. She's on the okay. fringe. But the each issue just kind of deals with her like going to find a place where magic is being a problem. Okay, she deals with it, and then she moves on. But what, quantum leap with her dealing the fugitive. <laughs> With her dealing these big like confrontations, the pretender with magic, they don't. There's no, I don't know. There's no heft to it. There's, magic is just kind of blurry, and mm. there's no like, oh, I understand what's happening, or this seems okay. chaotic. It's just magic is happening, and then it's done. So there's nothing impressive about that either. Okay. Well, if that underwhelming review yeah. got you interested in the Scarlet Witch title, we have all three That's volumes. That's true. There, yeah, there's three volumes. Um, yeah, just not. Not for you. Just not for me. You gonna read two and three? Maybe. Okay. I don't know. It's it's one. The art changes every issue, and not in a great way. So, that's mm. that's what I've read. Yeah. That's what I've done. Okay. Did I re- oh watch anything? Oh, heck to the yes! I can't believe I forgot about this. Heck to the yes! I, I finished I Gotham. Oh, five finally. seasons. I watched finally. the last three episodes of Gotham, which I've been putting off because season five has been terrible. And I know what you're gonna say, Nick. You're gonna say Eric. Wasn't season one of Gotham terrible? And yeah. you might even say, but and didn't the show kind of stay terrible? Season five was so bad. So bad that when I tweeted about how bad <laughs> Gotham season five was, David Dvorkin, past guest of this show. Past and future guest. A man who's worked for NASA. He felt that he also had to say, yeah, they really let things yeah. get away from them in season <laughs> you five. You and David Dvorkin have a little conversation yeah. about how much Gotham season five sucked. Really made my day. <laughs> so it it's so depressing because I love... Uh, no Man's Land, the storyline uh, that happens in Batman comics, yeah. where Gotham is is made into a no man's land. It's depart. It's it's no longer part of the United States. A big earthquake happened. All the you villains have taken over. The cops have different uh, territory. The villains have different territory. It's fun. It's it has a it has the ability to show you these different like takes right. or uh, stranger takes on traditional tropes. And Gotham, the show, was just like yeah, it's like that, except. Like it's every other episode's been, <laughs> except bad, and we don't have a storyline for the Penguin or the Riddler, so they're just going to show up and they're be bad. However, last episode, spoiler warning for season five of Gotham, last episode is 10 years later after season five. Okay. Bruce Wayne is back, but we don't see him throughout the episode, uh, but, things, but villains are doing stuff. The Joker has reawoken. Okay. Jeremiah has woken okay. up. He hasn't right. called himself the Joker. He says he's, he's still trying to figure out who he is. Okay. Um, he's going to drop Barbara, not Barbara Keene, but Barbara, yeah. the daughter of Gordon and Barbara Keene. So, so Batgirl? 
Eat, possibly. He's okay. going to drop her into acid. Yeah. But then a batarang hits him in the hand yeah. and then hits him in the face. And Batman's there. And you don't see him either until they, they put out a spotlight without the bat symbol. Just a spotlight. Okay. And uh, Bullock is like, oh, sweet mother of mercy. And out in the distance, the camera pans. And they have a full suited Batman. Okay. Just Was it? Was that cool at all? Yeah. Okay. It, it was also cool in a way that you're like, well, couldn't we have just... Look... The show very rarely got me jazzed. Okay. There were some there were stuff I liked, but there was a scene where uh Batman is dealing with the cops and you only see his cape billowing and you see smoke hit the ground and you see like the cape billow and you see uh some figure go through some glass a, a window and it okay. breaks apart and I was smiling cuz I was like, "Hey, it's a freaking Batman show." Was it, it. The, was it the kid? Was it, I don't know was if it was the kid because you never see him again. They recast Selena Catwoman. Yeah, they they recast her with a new actress to play the ten years older version. Right. So I don't know if it is that kid doing the voice. That would stink if it wasn't. You know what I mean? Like if he didn't get to all that and he didn't get to play Batman. Yeah, I don't know. Well, do we have this whole series in our collection? We have some. Season five's not out yet on DVD, okay. but yeah, we have the others. We've so. got the rest of it. But it's... Uh, Eric and our past guest David Duvorkin yeah. uh, didn't like it. So if you want to hear David's episode, his first mm-hmm. episode, episode one forty nine. Yeah. Take five with David Dvorkin. Gotham is a show that I never want to rewatch. I guess I'm glad I did, but I do think it has rewired my brain in some not healthy ways. Yeah. So yeah, you've, I you've think been different. There's yeah. been a dark, <laughs> a dark undertone uh, to everything you've done and said. Here's my bookmark. Okay. okay. Uh, we got a nice bundle of things from <laughs> School Library Journal that oh. included some uh, some samples of things coming out. So I oh, this is why you read this sneak peek at. Uh, what's it called? Superman of Smallville. This is this is by uh, what is it? Franco and Art, Art Baltazar. Is that Art the, Baltazar and Franco. And Franco. Which okay. Franco? Dave Franco? No, James just, Franco. Just Franco, like Cher. Oh, Cher Franco. No, 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 no. <laughs> just Franco. This is set. I don't know if you if you're familiar with the Teen Titans. What is it? What's that series called? Tiny Titans. Tiny Titans. Yes. Tiny Titans. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. It's uh, it's you know, it's written in a very like kiddish style, like very very cartoony. Very like picture book esque, okay. and it just follows a teenage Superboy. But I think legally you still can't say Superboy, so whatever. Follows Superboy going through his life, basically. Superman of Smallville. Yeah, so it was fun. It was a fun read. It was nice yeah. to see Superman being pleasant again. It's been yeah. a, it's been a minute. <laughs> uh, I could see they were pulling some things from different areas of the comics. Like there was mm-hmm. some movie references. Both Pete and Jonathan Kent are in their Smallville styles. Okay, so that was kind of cool. Fun. Um, so it was fine, you know. It was a good like middle middle grade Superman graphic novel, which I assume we'll have in our collection. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I liked the sneak peek of that. I read Action Comics: Path of Doom. Uh oh. This is the first uh, volume of the Action Comics uh, post Rebirth era, which is a kind of a rebirth <laughs> huh. of the DC uh, yeah. comics continuity. <laughs> uh, it's fine, you know. I liked okay. it. We'll see what happens. Uh, I read a couple of novels. A Woman is No Man by Itaf Rum. So this was very good. Uh, it's a, it was a difficult book to read. It was about a, a Palestinian teenager, really, marrying uh, a man, a Palestinian man whose family is, was already in America. So then she comes over to America sort of thinking things are going to be better. But it's all about how she's still sort of trapped and still... It's just a... I don't know. It was, it was a rough... It was a rough book to read. I'm glad that I read it. Uh, it... It you know it sort of makes you think about some things that you don't um, often have to think about. So it was kind of it was nice to to get a glimpse into that and really I don't know think about some of the things that people have to go through. So it was uh, definitely worth a read. We do have it in our collection, so I would recommend you checking it out. It's also available as an ebook through Libby or Overdrive, depending Ooh. on which of those you like. 
I read Rockin' a Hard Place by Peter David. Uh, this is for a sci-fi book club that I do with some friends. And this was not a favorite of mine. <laughs> I like Peter David. This was not a favorite of mine. The plot was very... What is Peter uh, David's shtick? I don't know. I've, I've read I think so does, many of his stuff, yeah. and yet I couldn't tell you what exactly Peter think, David does that's specific to him. I think, it's, ca- I think him. it's character work. That must I think be, yeah. Like his, All right, his, that was easy. His <laughs> in, like, yeah, I think he really makes his characters... I think that's tops. It's like, mm-hmm. let's get this character right and then build a story around that character. Right. Most of the time he's successful. I didn't think that he was in this one. Mm-hmm. I thought there were some shortcuts that there were some plot developments where you're like, well, that is convenient for the plot, but mm-hmm. would never happen. Okay. You know, so. As a Star Trek book, though, you have to tell our listeners who, who's this book for, about. It's it, about Will Riker. And? Deanna Troy. There you go. Okay. That was it. Right. Just so that people know. Yeah. Yeah. Because there might be real Riker diehards yeah, because, out there. Yeah, like, it's a Riker. Well, I love Riker. I like Riker and Troy. Yeah. But this book just, I don't know, fell flat for me. Okay. My brother, our past guest, joined us for the Star Trek episode, All the Books Beyond. That's right. That's another yeah. one. We should be keeping track of how many uh, star, or yeah. how many old episodes I'm referencing. Yeah. He read it in one sitting and loved it. So wow. If you're on Team Steve, Jeez. that's fine. It's good for you. I am currently reading The Goldfinch, which is good. I didn't really know what it was about. And uh-huh. it's uh, it's good. So do you want do you want to know what it's about? Hmm. Yes. Okay. A little boy and his mom are in a museum. Uh oh. And then there is a catastrophe. Oh. And then they're separated. Oh no. And the little boy has to sort of figure out life. Right. And so I'm about 150 pages into about 700 pages mm-hmm. of it. Um, I think towards the end they start terraforming Mars. If I'm right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. If it's the same thing that I'm thinking <laughs> of. But so far so good. Really good mm-hmm. character stuff. Not like Peter David's, but, okay. you know, really good character stuff, compelling story, good characters. Um, I like it. I was going to say, replace uh, the museum with Hidden Valley, and you have Land Before Time. Mm. So The Great Valley. The Hid- Great Valley. Hidden Valley is a kind of ranch dressing, but the, oh, but the yeah. Great Valley is. I do like Hidden Valley Ranch. It's a, yeah, it's a good ranch. So good ranch. <laughs> Nobody's, nobody's going to deny that. <laughs> uh, let's see. I am, I'm currently reading that, and I'm reading the first volume of Flash, Rebirth also, Flash Rebirth. Uh, that's available in our collection right now. We have so many whole, of them. We have yeah. a whole run of Flash. That and Green Arrow. Yeah, if you want to read some yeah. characters start to finish, Green Arrow, yeah. Flash, probably Deadpool. Yeah, and we're we doing all right on Suicide Squad as well. That's true. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I don't know why I felt like... Turning into the Kool-Aid Man? Yeah. There. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Slam. Slam. This is a historic building. Please don't crash through walls. Yeah. Yeah, you wouldn't want the Kool-Aid Man through here. No, you would not. No, you so. would not. Uh, I guess that's it. I guess that's it for the things that I've been reading. Uh, uh, I did some gaming, and oh, I do okay. want to mention some games that I finished. Okay. I finished a game called Celeste. If you're not familiar with Celeste, it's a 2D side-scroller, <laughs> classic kind of looking game. Right. And the plot is to climb a mountain, mm-hmm. and it's all a giant... I was going to say a metaphor for depression, but it's so obvious. I think right. it's just objectively Maybe. about the depression. The mountain is depression. Yes. Okay. Um, and it's, it's the type of game where... It's all about precision, so you have to like jump here, jump here, jump here, exactly right, or right. boom, you're dead. And so it's all about repeating it over and over again. I died 3,200 times. Wow. Over the course of the 11 it, hours it took me to play this game. It told you at the end? 3,200 times, oh. my man. Uh, but it was fun. It was a lot of fun. So if you, I, don't think, I don't think you can get it in a physical form, but if you're... No, it's digital only, yeah, if you're, but it's everywhere, I if think. If you're a gamer, check it out, because it was a lot of fun. Um, there's a game I play called V's. It's like six V's in a row. Okay. Um, it's also like a 2D precision-based platformer. Okay. There was a run, one room that I tried to get through, and at the end of the game, it told you 
where you died the most yeah. and it was that room yeah. which was like six different pieces of just falling through spikes yeah. and I apparently did it 220 times I, yeah and I, I was I'm like sure that I had sections like that until last uh, it was great because I was like but I did that and I didn't do anything else until so I did yeah. that straight for 200 times this, see this was a good game for me because it was it's nothing it's not like scary it's not violent or anything mm. so it's a good one to, to play with my son so right. he would watch and he'd be like try that try that try that right. we'd all get very invested in it mm. so. Uh, I recommend it. Celeste, it's called. Then I started... You made it through. That's a big deal. Thank you. That's a hard game. You're, he tipped his hat to I me. Did. I did. Weird. I did. <laughs> well, I, was, I guess I was acknowledging your kindness. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> then I started a game that we have in our collection. Folks, did you know we have video games here in our collection? We sure the do. How Public Library. Heck to We've the got yes. Switch. We've got Nintendo DS. We've got Nintendo 3DS. We've got GameCube. we got Wii. we got Xbox 360. we got Xbox One. we got PS4. Yeah. Is that yeah. it? Yeah, for a second, I was like, he's only going to list the Nintendo consoles. We got Intellivision. <laughs> we got Classic Atari. We don't. We We've don't. We don't have these. We don't have any of those. Sega Master no, System. No, we don't have a, We don't have any Sega Master System. Oh, sorry. Nintendo Virtual Board. No, we We've certainly don't Game have Gear. Nintendo. No, we don't. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. All right. If we had Nintendo, if we had Sega Game Gear yeah. games, we could also then like charge for the batteries, That's true. and we would we wouldn't be a we would clean up. Yeah. Do we have any 32x games? No. Darn it. All right. Uh, I started a game that we have that's a PS4 game that we do have in our collection, Woo. Uncharted, The Lost Legacy. So this is a spinoff of the Nathan Drake Uncharted series, which is uh, being, Your favorite made, game. being made into oh, a movie with uh, Tom Holland. the horribly miscast Tom Holland. Tiny little lead. Tom Holland. I got to jump from ledge to ledge, Mr. Feige. <laughs> um, anyway, it is very similar to Uncharted 4. That's the criticism I've heard. And I was like, well, I loved Uncharted 4. Uh-huh. So I'm sure I'll love this, but it is very similar. So okay. I do understand that criticism. Mm. Just started that. Mm-hmm. Also watched the X-Men movie, Dark Phoenix. Uh. And I kind of liked it. Mm. It's got its problems, to be sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had an X-Men episode, episode 198, where we talked all about the X-Men. That's so long ago. So you want to learn more about Who that? Who remember such a Go thing? back two episodes and listen in. Yeah. Uh, I think that's it for me, bookmark-wise. Okay. That's why I grabbed the X-Men poster, just so you could be like, I kind of liked it. Bye. Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, we could talk about it, but... You don't like it, right? I don't want to get in a fight on the air because I, I did kind of like it. Oh, you know, I don't know. Yeah, okay. I really don't. I've been trying to work through my emotions with this movie mm. and I just don't know. Yeah. I mean, I guess the ending is the best I could hope for at this day and age. Yeah. With the whole like, this isn't the end of the X-Men. Mm-hmm. Bye. Right. It is. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That was a lot of good performances. A lot of, I thought, I thought they were like uh, Professor X and Beast get some really good scenes together. Yeah, there's good scenes in there. I, I liked a lot yeah. of the action. There are some things that I would change. Mm-hmm. But overall, I mean, I guess I went in with such low expectations. Yeah. And like, I hate X-Men Apocalypse. So it was yeah, kind it's of crazy a, that you can hate X-Men Apocalypse. And then you're like, I kind of like this, though. Well, but X-Men, I didn't find this, like, even with its problems, I never found this boring where I did find mm. Apocalypse very slow. Um can I? I've been thinking about this. Okay. I've been thinking about this because of how Apocalypse and this movie have basically bombed. They didn't. They didn't make as much money, but Days of Future Past made tons of money. Yeah. And I mean, it's and First Class didn't. Yeah. So First Class didn't make a lot of money. Yeah. Days of Future Past did. Yeah. And then the next movies didn't. Yeah. And I think they 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 went the wrong way. Yeah. They 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 did Days of Future Past, and then they should have just made a sequel in the future right. with the old cast. Oh, yeah. They should have just kept going that way. Like, okay, first class and Days of Future Past had the prequel cast, but yeah. we're, I think, yeah. whatever they, if they if X-Men Apocalypse had had Famke Jensen, Hugh Jackman, oh, yeah. it would have done so much better. Definitely. And I think they went a cheaper route mm. cast-wise, mm-hmm. but I think they went the route that I mean, helped. I'm sure J-Law was a little expensive. Yeah, no, I'm sure she is. I'm yeah. sure they all, but I mean, like, I'm sure it would have been harder to 
be like, Haley Berry, please come back. Yeah. Um, so I think, I don't know, we would maybe we'd be having a different discussion. I, I yeah, think on I that way, I would have been all for that. So anyway. Anyway, as well, we got some book news. Let's do it before we get to the oh, New York Times well, bestsellers list. Let's start with some sad book news. They're both first. sad book news. You're right. You insensitive. Okay. Well, uh, no. noted romance author Judith Krantz had passed away at the age of 91. Wow. Um, she she was known for her. I, I just the New York Times obituary. The headline is Judith Krantz, whose tales of sex and shopping sold millions, dies huh. at 91. So if you're looking for some fun stories about sex and Shopping and or mm-hmm. shopping, I guess. Yeah. Isn't that Pretty Woman? Sex and shopping and Pretty Woman? I've never seen Pretty Woman. Oh, I've seen it. Is it about sex and shopping? It is. Okay, well, yeah. there you go. And charm. Well, yes. But I'll... Jason Alexander's there, too. He's very unlikable. Okay. Okay. <laughs> having him in there was a big mistake. Huge. Okay. Um, so we've grabbed some, some uh, Judith Krantz books here. We have the whole lot. We have a big collection of these books downstairs in the stack so we pulled them up they're right at the front desk mm-hmm. with a little information about the author so if she's an old favorite and you haven't read her things in a while come back and check them out if you've never read her uh, books before and you're looking for books about sexy shopping then come on no in no 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 what it's not about sexy shopping it's about sex and shopping you know what why can't it be both it can okay <laughs> uh, what's your sad news uh, well i guess my sad news isn't as sad as a Human's life ending. Jeez. I'm sorry. That was a bad... Let me me intro you again in another way. Uh, Eric, there's also been some publishing changes. That's true. Thank uh, you. Some some things that we're both interested in. Um, Yeah. So DC Comics has uh, gotten rid of three of their age-specific lines. This blows my mind, everybody. So they got rid of... uh, What was the young one? DC Inc. DC Inc. Which I swear, they just... They just started. Eric and I were... Go back and revisit the Seattle episode, which was a while back. ALA Travel. January. January. And the whole thing was about DC Inc. and all the things they were doing. They, they, got, were, they got samples of the ones to read. Yep. DC Inc., the teen one. Yeah. And also uh, Vertigo was like being rebooted, yeah. Vertigo Comics. And DC has now... So this was six months ago. Six months. And they've canceled it all. So all these age-specific uh, things are being canceled. And they're being replaced with age-specific titles. So I... I Whatever about DC Inc. and the icons, I think it is maybe. I can yeah, be wrong. Because right. right. um, they're just going to be like, here's another kids one, here's yeah. another teen one. None of kids aren't reading them anyway, so good luck, I just, DC. I don't understand how you can like do a whole launch for yeah. a brand and then less than six months be mm-hmm. like, we're yeah. starting over again. I guess that's what they do with everything. But but uh, what's sad for me specifically Episode is, 180, everybody, <laughs> yes. is that they're one. Of those ones they're canceling is includes Vertigo, yeah. uh, the imprint Vertigo that has been DC's like out of continuity non superhero mm-hmm. DC line creator kind of first concepts. So this this is the line that Transmetropolitan was in. Okay, uh, Sandman was in. Mm-hmm. Um, Why the Last Man? Why the Last Man? Fables. Uh, Grant Morrison's The Invisibles. A whole bunch of very DMZ. A whole bunch of very popular, um, very important comics. And it's gone on for about 26 years, early 90s. It was a big deal. Got a lot of people into comics. Um, well, I think Sandman especially. Sandman I mean, specifically. They, they originally brought in Alamore's Swamp Thing. Uh, so it also had like this very British... Somebody on Twitter put it uh, just right that it was a very like punk rock mm. scene in the 90s. And it's it's sad. It is that it's it's, weird. It's, it's a sad part of a comic book legacy. Uh, history that's now you know over because dc can't get its 
house in order. We covered but, a lot of these titles in, in a past episode, episode seventy nine, Comics Without Capes. So yes. if you haven't if you haven't listened to that episode, you can go back and listen. Yeah. I know we talked about why the last man We did we talked about other Fables is usually one that I do suggest to people who don't like superheroes but want to maybe read comics. Mm-hmm. I mean, even recently American Vampire was in there. Scott Snyder's um, Scott Snyder's American Vampire. Uh, Constantine is usually in there. So yeah, it's uh it's too bad. And I they're now just replacing it with the uh, DC Black Label, yeah, which I'm sure will also get replaced soon. Yeah, it's very. Strange. I like the Black Label idea. I uh, just yeah, don't under. Too. But Vertigo wasn't about like, oh, I want to tell a grown-up Superman story. It yeah. was like, hey, I have a grown-up story. Yeah, can I publish it here? Right, kind of thing. So, it is. Yeah. It's, it's very confusing. I mean, it's yeah. a hard time to be a DC Comics fan. Everything they do is crazy. You mentioned Swamp Thing, and <laughs> on, on the <laughs> on the DC uh, streaming app, they've been pushing swamp thing swamp yep. thing and then they first cut it down by two episodes but yeah and then we're like it's canceled we're not doing it anymore yeah before it even really i think it aired one episode, episode on so one crazy. aired got pretty decent reviews yeah canceled but now like we were talking about this off mic but like i was planning on watching it but like what's the point yeah you know what i mean like you know it's not going to resolve and yeah and like i i don't have the dc app and i've been thinking like oh, i want to read some comics if they put more on it but now it's just kind of like will this app even be around yeah, in like a probably year not. probably at least not in its regular form so i don't know the vertigo one has made me sad yeah. but that's right i'd read like neil gaiman's blood or-, or not black orchid yeah was in there and you mentioned yep. sandman we talk all about neil gaiman in episode 51 by the way <laughs> what do we call that spotlight on neil spotlight gaiman on that neil makes gaiman. sense yeah with yeah. our with our uh ben musical Lehman. maestro guest yeah. ben Lehman was on that episode yeah, good, so. good times yeah, and it's an odd it's an odd move all around mm-hmm. because i think it just like personally it's weird mm-hmm. you know as dc comics fans i don't get it but mm-hmm. as librarians when we were there i was thinking like oh this is such a great idea yeah. to have like a line specific specifically geared towards younger kids with characters that people yeah. like because i i feel like a decent amount of time like we do get people coming in looking for this like niche area mm-hmm. like when the wonder woman movie came out i remember kids coming in wanting to check out wonder woman right and it was like the superhero high kind of stuff which right. is not really wonder woman it's right. fun but it's like eight to ten year olds or brian azarello's yeah blood and crazy, guts yeah and it was just like nothing in between yeah, people had, being born out of all of these kids boys uh-huh. and girls like interested in wonder woman uh-huh. and it was like well do you want to read a baby story or do you want to read one where wonder woman like cuts off the face of a serpent and wears it like a hat <laughs> you know what i mean like which which one do you want yeah so yeah. I don't which is it's funny that you mentioned that because i remember brian azarello's uh who also did 100 Bullets on Vertigo. But I remember his Wonder Woman run. I remember thinking, like, this feels like a Vertigo title, which is one of the reasons I liked it. And I, I must have said this either during the Heroes with the Comics Without Capes or the Gaiman one. But, like, Sandman, the reason why I, like, I've even picked up Transmetropolitan, the reason why I pick up comics that don't have superheroes is because my library had Sandman. Yeah. And Sandman taught me that I like comic books as a medium and not just as of the only way to read superheroes. Yeah. So like that was, that was important. Oh, New York times bestsellers list. Let's do it. So long vertigo. We do have quite a few of these titles we're mentioning in the collection. Uh, and if we don't have them, we can certainly get them for you. That's the beauty of libraries. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I keep forgetting. We have a segment coming. Up. I know. <laughs> I know. We're real chatty. Kathy's here at episode yeah. 200. You know what? <laughs> Hold on a minute. What? We're real chatty. Kathy's here at episode 200. Oh, <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah. Sorry. I... But you know what? 200 episodes. That's we, true. Are, we earned a little leeway, I think. That's that's true. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Let's let's yeah. leave the episode recording. Yeah. But you and I just go out, go let's go get like snacks or something. Man on the come back. We don't edit out the silence. No, we don't. Two hundred episodes. We deserve it. Yeah. <laughs> we deserve a little. 
Yeah. Recording think, to I ourselves. Think people would like to know we're having a nice time getting some snacks. <laughs> All right. So let's let's do the New York Times bestsellers list. We're gonna quick s- like bunnies. Let's let's do it. All right. Jeez. Oh, Maybe a different animal. Sorry. <laughs> quick like meerkats. Okay. They're pretty quick too. Yeah, they are. Yeah. So, uh, number ten on the New. York, a lot of new stuff here. Okay. Ready. Uh, on Earth, we're briefly gorgeous. Little dog writes a letter to a mother who cannot read, revealing a family's history. Hardcover, adult fiction, number 10. What was that called? On Earth, We're Briefly Gorgeous by Ocean Vong. Okay. What do you want, man? It's been here for two weeks. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was confused last week. You're... Yeah, that's true. So I guess not new, but we're, we were recording at my house. I forgot what it's like to record here. Yeah. Number nine, new this week, The Summer Guest by Mary Alice Monroe. A hurricane threatening the coast of Florida and South Carolina leads to a group of strangers sheltering together in a home. Hmm. But there's also a crocodile. Ah. No, there is oh, a, but there is a movie true. coming out. Did you see that? The crocodile movie? Yeah. No, I haven't. I think I saw the trailer when I saw X-Men. Okay. The girl trapped in a basement flooding in Florida with her dad. Alligator. Yeah, I think I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah there we go. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife was kind of scared by the preview, and then she saw it was alligator. She's like, oh, that's not the... I mean, she's afraid of alligators. Look out. <laughs> wow, that's bold. Yeah. Number eight, Redemption by David Baldacci. The fifth book in the Memory Man series. The first man... <laughs> Amos Decker, put behind bars, asked him to have his name cleared, and the memory man says, no, you committed a crime, and you were the first person I I put away, so Mm. why would I... Well, he would never forget that. Yeah. Because he's the memory man. Number seven is new this week, Recursion by Blake Crouch. A dark... What? Blake Crouch, who wrote uh, Wayward Pines and other things. Sure. Yeah. All right. Well, Recursion by Blake Crouch. Crouch. You said crouch. I sure didn't say crouch. <laughs> a dark force alters people's Ooh. memories so drastically that reality itself starts to shift. Do you know who could help them? Amos Decker, the memory man. The memory man. The memory man. I am the memory man. Hey, uh, number six is The Oracle by Clive Costler and Robert Bursell. Treasure hunting couple Sam and Remy Fargo embarked on a new adventure to find a sacred ancient scroll and lift its curse. But as whatever that sounds like okay the cover is a return return to form yes let me tell you Woo! helicopter cliff I love waterfalls it. rock climbing and i need you to say fire is there fire no but i mean the helicopter is right. it's still whirling so these people are taking their helicopter to find some scrolls scrolls you heard scrolls no you said scrolls oh okay you scrolls. thought they're going to find the marvel alien race scrolls that's what you said. and clive Custler's the oracle well, that's what you said all right. Well, I meant scrolls. Okay. Parchment. And they're shapeshifters. No. Well, I mean, because they're on parchment and they're writing, they can shapeshift your okay. mind into a new ways of thinking. You know what? Like a the, library. The power of the written word. <laughs> Number five. Tom New this week. Tom Clancy, Enemy Contact by Mike Madden. Jack Ryan Jr.'s latest Avenger takes him on a mission to stop an international criminal conspiracy and deal with tragic news. No. Oh, huh. Sad. Downer at the end. I'm going a little cross-eyed. My uh, my mic is right where I need to be reading, oh. and I just I just keep focusing on the mic, and mm-hmm. then I'm like, where what, what am I reading here? Mm-hmm. So Tom Clancy book covers they could use a redo. Yeah, it's they like, could they could use. A do you ever wonder on, what the blueprint on. of a pistol looks like? Tom Clancy books have almost always been like 90 percent font. Yeah, you that's true. I mean? All so, you've had to put is Tom Clancy. Yeah. So now, yeah, now you're getting like weapon br- blueprints and things on yeah. the front of them. Yeah, I don't know. Ah, cool. The I, pistol I looks the same of, inside as it does out. I liked the story of Hunt for Red October. It's my only real yeah. experience. And I read Tom Clancy's Hawks. Not Would you Hawks. read a blueprint manual of a submarine? I think you know the answer to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three. We also have this. Oh, wait. No. Number four. We also have this, though. <laughs> and we have it on audiobook. I just shelved it. Uh, because, yeah, 
I'm the head of youth services. I yeah. got a lot of responsibilities. I still find time for shelving. Good for you. I still do it. I do it's important. Shelving. I do some shelving now and then. Uh, City of Girls by Elizabeth Gilbert. A 89-year-old Vivian... That's what I did. I said that in my head. Really? Yeah. Oh. Vivian Morris looks back at the direction her life took when she entered the 1940s New York theater scene. Oh, yes. I remember. We had a bunch of uh, Olsen twin comments. Yes, we did. Last, yes, last week. we did. We sure did. Um, we won't get back into that. I don't think so. Uh, that's episode 199. I saw a New York Minute in the theaters. Oh? That's all. Okay. Thank that's you. Yep. Thank you for sharing. You're welcome. I don't think Number so. three, new this week, Mrs. Everything by Jennifer Weiner. Weiner? I'm not sure. Weiner. Probably Weiner. Weiner. Yeah, I would think. Uh, sorry. Uh, the story of two sisters, Joe and Bethy Kaufman, and their life experience as the world around them changes drastically from the 1950s. Hmm. So we're just, yeah. we're just Things were talking about people's lives yeah. at different decades. Yeah. So we're going to write a book about uh, us in libraries yeah. in the 2010s. Mm-hmm. I wasn't working. This library was going strong in the 1950s. Yeah. That's all. Okay. Uh, Boy. Uh, Number two. Unsolved. James Patterson. David Ellis. Any? Any? Yeah, I've read some. I've read some David Ellis. A string of seemingly accidental, unrelated deaths confound FBI agent Amy Dockery. And number one. Despite all odds. Where the crawdads sing. Wow. Daily Owens. You know? At this point, I just got to lean in. Game respects game. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, thanks for saying that. <laughs> thanks for saying that. Yeah. Uh, I, think it's, uh, I think it's segment time. Have you been watching? No, you don't have HBO. Season no, two of uh, Big Little Lies. I say that because no, of this, this, this book club. I haven't. Okay. I did, I did start the final season of Veep. Oh, Just fun. watched the first episode. And? Tried to watch the second over lunch, but my network connection was pretty shoddy. Not here, somewhere else. Yeah. Not, we don't have a bad internet connection. No. Yeah, I just want to be clear. Pretty good. We yeah. have a good one. I mean, we're streaming. We are. Streaming live. Do we have any uh, music for when we delve into our own past to discuss for a theme? I, do you want me to bring out the uh, what I all the to, ages? What I want you to bring out is uh, Brando Sando and the Elton and the Time Traveling book is what I need. Oh, you want the old characters. Are they here? Can you bring Boy, them out? Can't. Brando? No, he couldn't make it. I think actually he's still traveling into the future with uh, Smarticus. I've like, lost track. Yeah, Smarticus and that's how we traveling. left him in episode yeah. one hundred. Rooster, was, yep. Rooster's the dog. <laughs> <laughs> no, Rooster's the paralegal. Paralegal you need to Rooster go back is in episode one hundred again, where you and I went on a time traveling adventure. Right, Clint McGavin. Clint McGavin is, is my grandfather. Clint McGavin. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Clint McGavin. We discovered through time travel is your paternal grandfather. Uh, and he stayed in the past with your grandmother. Uh-huh. Rooster went back to the 1800s. Right. Brando, Sando, Elton, or Phillips, with the time-traveling book, went to the future right. with Smarticus. Right. And we haven't seen them since. That's true. So We've been stuck with Roger, our senior we, intern. Roger's here, yeah, yeah. but uh, Smarticus is You know what? Let's just bring them all out. <laughs> <laughs> nice. uh, but anyway, this week we decided that we would talk a little bit about uh-huh. uh, libraries and specifically how we got started. Woo! How we got started. And how we got here to where we are. Yeah. So let's do it. All right. How would you like to start? It was a warm August night. Mm-hmm. August 7th. Go on. Really? 1986. Really? I came screaming into the world. Yep. It wouldn't be the first time I screamed at a doctor. 
Really? Oh, no, wait. It would be the first time. <laughs> it wouldn't be the last wouldn't time. It would be the last time. Uh, that's why I can't just freestyle this stuff. Yeah. On I'm paper, sorry. that thing would have been a Delia Owens hit. I understand. Would so. you like me to tell you how I first started at a library? Uh, it was like 11.58 It's an embarrassing I story. Born. I don't really like to tell Really? It. Yeah. You don't like telling it? <laughs> no, it's a little oh, embarrassing. Oh, boy. A story about Nick. He doesn't like telling. <laughs> it is a little embarrassing. Is it really? Yeah, it is. Uh, so You wet your pants. The year was 2001. <laughs> Ooh. I was fresh out of high school. <laughs> Looking for a job. Uh-huh. I went down to the public library. What month is this? That you're uh, first? So we talking see. like August? No, it was, this was more like winter because I was, ah. I was, I did dinner theater at the time. And so we would do like eight shows a week and that was like enough for rent and things. And then my show was ending. And so I needed a, like a regular old job. And so I went to the public library because I'd always liked it. I applied oh, for a job. Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah. I applied for a job. Uh-huh. And uh, was really anxious to hear back. You know, it was like my show was ending and I was like living on my own. I, re- I needed, you know. <laughs> And so, did you go in applying for the job, being like, "God, I hope I get it." No. How many pages does he need? No, I, remember I was very comfortable, you know, and I, okay. I felt fine about it. I was, you know, I was a teenager. I wore a, a black V-neck sweater. <laughs> if that helps. You know, what year was this? Two thousand one. Two thousand one. That tracks. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I interviewed for this job, and they were like, "Okay, well, we'll let you know." And I uh-huh. felt good about it, but like I hadn't worked in libraries before. And Michigan. I, yeah. Okay. This was yeah. This was the the Charles F. Willard Library in in Battle Creek, Michigan. Willard. Yeah, we'll I know. Follow you. A name that would come back. <laughs> so I had a good interview, mm-hmm. and I thought, okay, this will this will be good. And I didn't have a ton of like prior work experience because I had worked for my grandpa in his. Uh, he had a meat shop, <laughs> and I was an actor in dinner theater. Uh, now you're a vegetarian. <laughs> yeah. What a so, journey! Uh, I want to hear that story. Yeah, really. So was he actually by the end? What? I know. Uh, so I I had put down these references, mm-hmm. which were weird, you know. And later I found out that she did call the guy who produced my. Uh, theater stuff and he was uh-huh. like you gotta hire him and hire him now which was which was pretty nice yeah of him. so i was really anxious to hear about this job and she was uh-huh. gonna call me back so i got a call like maybe a week later uh-huh. this was like december i was at a christmas yeah. concert and she was like and it was right before a long weekend where the mm-hmm. library was gonna be closed like three uh-huh. or four days okay so i'm at this choir concert and she's like well i'm working the night shift tonight sharon cobes was her name okay she was the supervisor who was hiring mm-hmm. she was like so i'll be here till nine o'clock so if you can give me a call back then we can talk about this and so I did not get that because it was a different time. So no texting or anything like that. So I got the message and it was like 8.55 or something like that. And so I called and the library didn't go through. And so we were just driving home. And I was like, oh, we could just stop at the library, right? Mm-hmm. So there's the library. I get out and it's closed. And I'm like, oh, darn. But then there's the parking lot, right? Mm-hmm. And like I, she was very tall. And I recognized her. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, there she is. I'll just go talk to her because... This was okay. So this was not a great neighborhood. This right? is at night. This was at night, and uh, me just like a man, uh-huh. just like stalking her in a parking lot, right? Yeah. So I get kind of like halfway to her, and I like called her name and sort of waved, and she didn't hear me. And so I'm going a little farther, and the security guard at the library is like, "Ma'am, ma'am, do you know there's someone behind you?" And there was nothing I could do. I'm just like <laughs> standing there awkwardly, and I'm just like I was wearing like a like a suit because uh-huh. I was at some like. <laughs> Yep. So I'm just standing there. I was like, oh, hi. And she was like, oh, 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 hi. Uh, you got the job. <laughs> and they made fun of me about that for years. Yeah. That I got the job by stalking her in a parking oh, lot. Oh, my word. It was really embarrassing. Yeah. Because I just, like, it didn't occur to me that this was a crazy thing to do. I just yeah. was like, it sort of happened It never does, I guess. <laughs> I was like at the library. It was yeah. closed. And then I saw her. And then I was like, oh, well. Uh-huh. I didn't yeah. think about the fact that it was like pitch black in a bad yeah. neighborhood and I was just stalking. Feels her like you're pitching an episode of Gotham to me. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So this this was the kind of thing where like after yeah. I started, people were like, So did you really like 
follow her in a parking lot? And I was like, no, that's, that's what happened. I mean, yes, but I had a car. Yeah. I had a getaway car. Yeah, but see, I didn't park in that same lot. I parked in like the public lot. So I was really was just like walking through uh-huh. a dark parking lot. Yeah, you should have driven in so fast that you could hear the car, the tires was, screeching through the parking lot. It was lot. because it was like a long holiday weekend and I really needed, I wanted to know, you know. So I was overzealous and it was very embarrassing and did haunt me. It came up every, every at least every year. It was like, remember that time. Right. So that was my first job. I okay. worked I worked in that library um, for about four years. Wow. Pretty much full time when I wasn't in class because that was like all through college. Mm-hmm. And then when I transferred out to Houghton, I still worked there summers and Christmas break and pretty much every long break. I would, they would uh-huh. put me right back on the schedule. Right. That was, that was a pretty big public library. Okay. And it was a, one that had like an old classic building Ooh. and they sort of put on like a 1970s edition, which was the main library. Mm-hmm. And so that's where sort of the main action was. Uh, and it was, it was a big, I was just a student worker. You know, you can like, mm. you'd only have that job if you were a student. And so that's why I had it all throughout college. But I mostly just worked the front desk. Um, I didn't do a lot of shelving or anything like that, but we had huge troughs of book returns. Mm. I mean, it was a giant like bathtub full of book returns yeah, multiple maybe. times a day. So I would just sit back there, you know, like scanning books. And mm-hmm. that's how I found some of my favorites, like Patrick Dennis and uh, Jack Finney. Mm-hmm. Like, I found those authors just by, like, doing this giant uh, book return. Yeah. So Yeah, meet cutes. Yeah, with, with those <laughs> authors. But I loved that job. Like, I had I had a great experience doing that. I mm-hmm. helped a lot with them. Um, they would do some author visits, and they would do a lot of, like... Um, uh, promotion for the paper mm-hmm. and so there's like they when i left they gave me i think it was a disc at the time a cd with like <laughs> probably like 40 or 50 pictures of like me posing with like willard library things for the, uh, <laughs> for the local papers because <laughs> we were just in them all the time right it was a cool I mean, it was a cool job i i i really liked it and it it set me up well because i didn't really take that job thinking like from now on, like I'm going to be a librarian. I'm going to work in libraries forever. I just liked it and needed a job. And yeah. So like it worked out. But then, I don't know. I really liked working with the people. I liked helping with the events and things. And it just like the environment was was good. Mm-hmm. You know. So that was me. That yeah. was that was my first thing. That was your first job. Yeah. I know a little about your first library job. But yeah. So ahead. I was a fugitive on the run. Okay. Yeah. Wanted poster everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And I just ran into the building screaming. Yeah. Uh, no, I was working at. I was at college. Mm-hmm. And I was. Doing more janitor work, yeah. As had my life has been, yeah. janitor and pizza work, mm-hmm. and there was an opening at the library yeah. at college. Yeah, and I applied. Yeah, and I got it. Yeah, but I got it because this year was ending, so I I got to work like a month, and then that was it. And then the summer came, and I got yeah. to work another year. Right. So too bad because I was at yeah. that college for three years. So it right. would have been nice to have done that for three years. Yeah, pretty sweet. Yeah. Read a lot there. Uh, I mean, it's a college job. So uh, basically, shelving, shifting, uh, which is just moving books from one yeah. place to another. That that was uh, that was a lot. But I yeah. got to listen to my uh, my iPod yeah. during all that. That's true. So, but that That's was true. Bro- no, I was still was. So when did you? Yeah. So th- so this will get this will jump a little bit ahead in my right. timeline. But I was the circulation supervisor of that library. The, yeah, uh, the Willard J Houghton Library, mm-hmm. Houghton College. Uh, and I hired you as a student. Woo! And yeah, you're right. You you came in like in a May term, mm-hmm. and you worked just like the last Couple month week, yeah. with hardly anybody there, mm-hmm. and then came back in the fall. But the the main project you said shifting, and that reminded me, that library had, was two floors, mm-hmm. and the top floor was just totally jam packed. And especially in an academic library, like weeding's a lot more difficult, and like you really, it's not a cooperative system like ours. So it's like you're really kind of limited to what we have on the premises and uh-huh 
what's available through interlibrary loan, which could take weeks. Right. And so they were very reluctant to weed there, a little too reluctant, if you ask me, because a lot of crap on those shelves. Wow. But uh, there was this there was this project where we just we could not get another book in there. Uh-huh. So one of Eric's like long term projects was to shift all the books up to the top shelves. Uh huh. And thousands I did. and thousands yeah. of books. I did yeah. it. And your your great yeah. upper body strength. Yep. Because of that. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that was also the beginning of my desire to make sure all the best movies are on display. Yes, uh, because <laughs> they had a pretty good decent DVD collection yeah. at this college, and kids would come in and check DVDs out. So I would just put it, put whatever ones I thought were cool on the yeah. shelves, and they'd go. And that was when I was like, "This is satisfying. Mm. This is fa- satisfying to set up a display that then checks out." So yeah, you know, in my first job, I didn't well because I didn't really work on the. I worked like at the front mm-hmm. desk, and I worked behind the scenes. I didn't really. I don't think I ever did a display there mm-hmm. or ever really worked on the floor at all. Mm-hmm. Like I was really just like working with customers or patrons as we'd say and mm-hmm. uh, being backstage. What's your least favorite backstage. part? <laughs> oh man. Scenes. What's your least favorite part of working at a college library? At a college library? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I think the philosophy is a little different, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, certainly there are some kids, students who come in and like it or enjoying it. Mm-hmm. But I think 90% of the time in a college library, the person is there because they have to be there. Mm. They have no other choice. Right. They have to. Yeah. And so when it's a public library. You don't have to go in a public library. That's you, true. you definitely should. You get to. But it's a choice. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think the kind of people that you're working with is very different. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot more like research-based, less like, you know, let's have fun. Let's, mm-hmm. you know, how can this how can we like impact your life? And it was more like, how can we get you the required five to right. six resources for the paper yeah. that you're writing that you don't want to write? So yeah. it's just kind of a different, a different vibe. Yeah. But you, uh, ex-girlfriends coming in and making out with their new boyfriends. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. only happened to me once. So we both started as student library workers in college. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. The jobs were very different. I, occasionally we'd have some crazy situations. I was almost jumped once. Oh, wow. Fun. My car was uh, broken and I was like dragging all of my stuff <laughs> across the street and these guys came up and it was a, it was yeah. a whole ordeal. Uh, but I, I got away. Okay. At the, in the end. Yeah. But one time we had uh, somebody, we had drop boxes all around town. Mm-hmm. And one time somebody took a carton of eggs and just tossed it in a drop box. <laughs> and one time somebody took a giant, like big gulp soda, totally full just toss it in a in a in a book drop. <laughs> That's a monster. So then I had to deal with That's that a like thing, when yeah. I came there. So, yeah, that was quite an ordeal. All right. One time, <gasps> a kid got fired. One of the other student workers got fired because he tried to ride the uh, book return cart uh-huh. down the walkway and slammed into a parked car. <laughs> <laughs> Poor kid. All right. So let's see. So where? So that's me at the Willard Library. So I was there 2001 to uh-huh. about 2005. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then. Right when I graduated Houghton, I got a job at Herrick Memorial Library in Alfred. And there I was huh. doing... Uh, Hinkle. No. Really? Yeah. I haven't seen Hinkle. You worked at Hinkle. Oh. Well, that's spoiler These are alert. different libraries. Well, it came I, after Houghton. I worked at Herrick Memorial Library, uh, which, which is the university, Alfred University Library. I was there for almost two years. That's the difference. I was at Alfred State. Yes. State! And what was funny about that job <laughs> State was... State rules! When I got I there, they were getting ready to do a big... Um, renovation okay so i was in the herrick memorial library building for i don't know maybe two of those months right and then after that we moved off site like our Mm -hmm. offices moved off site and the new books moved with us everything else stayed uh in the top floor of the library and then the other floor everything got taken to an off-site storage facility so that job i i supervised student workers i did a lot of cataloging and then 
when we were in this uh, moving phase, I would go to the offsite storage facility and get book requests. So students would place a request. I would go and find them. Like in, mm-hmm. It was a converted chicken coop uh-huh. in Alfred okay. where all the books were. Uh-huh. So we had a van. We'd drive over there. I'd get the books and bring them back, check them in. Uh-huh. So it was kind of creepy because yeah. like I was all by myself in this like giant yeah. chicken coop. And uh, one time I was there. And it's a full library. Even if they're farm-raised, a bunch of books in a chicken yeah. coop are still dangerous. And cold. Yeah. It was oh, cold good. Also. So I would just be over there like for a long time, pulling uh-huh. these holds, doing some <laughs> shelving and stuff. One time I was doing this and I'm like, I'm just not feeling well. I'm not feeling well at all. And I start like getting really woozy and I'm stumbling around <laughs> and I like, I get myself out and I get to the van and I call and I'm like, something's, I just, something is wrong with me. I don't know what it is. Uh-huh. And so they go out there and they check and the air had become combustible because the propane for the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the propane for the heater had been leaking right? in that closed room. And you can kind of smell it. It uh-huh. smells like, like eggs or something. They put, sure. They put a smell. Yeah. In. So, uh, smells like flammable air. Sent me to the ER. I had to get an EKG and all this oh. kind of stuff. And I was like very sick. Uh, I didn't do any permanent damage, but it was like if I hadn't noticed. They told or, you. I know. If I hadn't noticed, or I would have like passed out or yeah. something. So it was like. Straight up died wow. in a chicken coop library. Yeah. We refer to huh. it as the club. We'd be like, all right, I'm going to the club to get my okay. books. Wow. So that was, that was a wild time. I don't have any of these near death stories. Mm. So, yeah. I, I guess. Mean, I worked at Alfred State yeah. after the library okay. uh, here just as a, oh boy, instructional support assistant okay. or associate. All I right, c- so you were at you were at Houghton for yeah. like, almost two years. But then I graduated college. Right. You can't be a student can't, worker if you're not yeah. a student. No, I had the same So uh, I had to, had to go, but I got a, it was a temporary job. Mm-hmm. Uh, the person who was there uh, had to, had to leave, and okay. so I had to take over. Though, I believe that's our own... Uh, children's librarian right. Kate Miller. What a weird coincidence! I, I, yeah, she. I think she was having a child. Yeah, and so I <laughs> took her job. And you covered for Kate. Joint. And then, like years later, here yeah. we are. Um, so, crazy. so that was nice. I mean, yeah. I was. It was weird because I had just graduated college, and right. now I was working with college students. Yeah. And my job included being like responsible for a college student worker. Right. Though I was always older than most college yeah, students true. because I got in there late. So what? I guess I was twenty-five doing this but i did a lot of reading at that job because it was a night job and oh, like yeah. students don't really have too many questions because they know how to so use were the you internet doing, like circulation stuff check in check out or no was i was just... doing reference oh, stuff which okay. is which is rough sometimes because yeah. they're like i need to find stuff about this i'm like okay i had to use systems i weren't familiar with but uh i read stranger in a strange land by oh, robert heinlein robert heinlein so and, long and dave hagstrom was a director when you were there yeah. right Dave Hackstrom was retired now, was a director of Hinkle for a very long time. Coincidentally, he was my carpool buddy when I worked at the Alfred University Library. What a small world. <laughs> strange. If it weren't for well, Michigan. It is kind of strange. I mean, we both started as student workers, then both yeah. like went to an Alfred, hung out yeah. with Dave Hackstrom for a while. Yeah. Uh, okay, so you were there how long? Not long. That was just a, a seasonal was thing. It like a like a full summer or something, right? Uh, yeah, I think it went until like June. And I've never been in that library. What was it like? It was just a college library. It was, was kind of small. Like it was full, nice. Did it have like popular fiction and stuff, or was it just had some? Okay. Uh, I mean, it was yeah. I mean, it was a state school library, mm-hmm. so most of the people were in there just for the computers. The specific. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was they, well. I think the fiction that was in there was for classes. Like mm-hmm. they had a, a book on writing science fiction, so they had science fiction books. They had okay. a book, a class on whatever. They had books on that. So okay. yeah, that's the movies. All right. Well, I was at, let's see. So that, where am I? So I was at Alfred University from about 2006 to <laughs> 2008. I got married while I worked there. 
and then about almost almost two years in, mm-hmm. I got a position as the head of circulation at the Houghton College Library, the Willard J. Houghton Library. Your That's where library. we met. That's right. Uh, so then I, so I went over there. So it was kind of, I felt bad leaving cause I was only, I wasn't at Alfred for even for mm-hmm. like two years, Yeah, but it was just a better all around uh, job and everything. So that was, I really enjoyed that. And, mm-hmm. and it was, so that was like two back to back academic libraries. Yeah. And it was never quite like, I think, uh, um, Herrick's a lot more, a lot more of the public library vibe. Mm-hmm. I mean, they do a lot of like programming and a lot of things to like engage with students and have like, yes. You know, to really like do like an outreach type thing. So that that was a little bit more like I did a lot of displays there. Um, the, all the audiobooks were interfiled. So while I was there, I pulled all the audiobooks out and we created an audiobook collection. I made covers for all of the, the audiobooks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's where I learned. You drew the covers? No, I used like, this is what I think this book would I be used about. I computer smart mouth. <laughs> But so I, so I did that, and then that's where I, that's where I learned catalog and copy cataloging. Oh. And it was half circulation, half catalog. This is a twist where we're also going to learn. It's where he learned to read. Oh. for the first time. So let's see. Then about then then I went to the Houghton College Library, and I was mm-hmm. there for six years. So yeah. that's like uh, I'm getting close now, but that's the longest that I was there. Yeah. So my job didn't change a whole lot while I was there. I was primarily I did circulation. Uh, I really enjoyed working with the student workers. You know, we had sort of a constant cycle of students coming in and out. I usually had 10 or 12. Um, so I worked with a lot of great students. A lot of them went on, including yourself, hey. went on to do library jobs yeah. as well. So a lot of that group um, went on to do other library jobs. But mm-hmm. um, I liked working with the faculty. I liked working with the students. Um, I tried to do a lot of the displays there. They didn't always like it. Uh, and then later on, I started. Uh, I took over interlibrary loan, which I did really enjoy. Interlibrary loan. I kind of missed mm-hmm. that here, like going out and searching for mm-hmm. different items. Interlibrary loan at Houghton College at uh, at that library that got me back into yeah. comics in a yeah, big you can, way. You can thank me for how much Eric talks about comic books now. They, <laughs> I, I had stopped reading comic books because of college, yeah, and I just didn't have money, and there was no like, you know, I didn't have Marvel Limit or anything right, back right. then. But I found out interlibrary loan could just get me anything, anything. and I got to tell you, I got. Everything. Yes, you did. You know, so. part of <laughs> I would go through and file those requests, uh-huh. and it got to a point where I was like, "How do I put these in different places so we don't have a giant graphic novel file?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, "This one seems historical." Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, but uh, yeah, that. I read it so all. yeah, but I think my favorite part of that job was working with the students. I did. I really liked that that vibe of having uh, you know different different kids come in and sort of like learn mm-hmm. about libraries and uh, see. So I was there for about six years. So while while I was there. You I done left. You left. Uh-huh. You moved to Florida. I sure did. And what'd you do there? Oh, I enjoyed the sunshine. Uh-huh. I got into board gaming. Yeah, you did. I adopted my dog Scooter. Oh, hi Scooter. Uh but I also got a job at the South Mandarin Public Library in Jacksonville, Florida. Oh. So uh, I was just I was looking for a job. Ken my wife had already gotten one because whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh everybody wants to hire a teacher. Nobody wants to hire a scrawny kid. Fresh out, fresh out of college. Yeah, just looking, saying he he could do the best video slideshow you've ever seen. Yeah, I could. I bet you could. <laughs> um, but I was in the library, and I was always so depressed because I was in the wrong county, so I couldn't get a library card at this library. Even though you worked there? No, I wasn't working there yet. I couldn't oh, get a I library see. card, okay, so I was right. so sad. And then I heard they were hiring, so I turned in an application. I got a call like the next couple days nice. and got the job. And they called me for a reference. That's that's fun. <laughs> um, and so then I was able to check books out there too, nice. which was pretty sweet. Uh, that was fun. That was very busy. Uh, very very busy. I had a, I I was actually also on loan to the other Mandarin Library oh. on Saturdays. Mm. Um, 
they couldn't hire me full time. They didn't have the position, but they wanted to. They said, oh, which was nice. a very nice thing to that hear. Is nice. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and that was it. I was just like another. I was just a clerk there, but I definitely took some responsibilities that weren't mine to take. <laughs> um, I've been known to do that. They so they had their DVD section as well, yeah. and it was just a flat bookcase. Uh-huh. But there were there were little uh, slots there that you could put a plastic. Uh, ah. shelf on a couple so i yeah. asked like oh do we have any plastic shelves maybe put up a display just for this thing because of the oscars right. yeah and i got them to do that yeah. and then once those shelves were up i was just putting up new nice. new movies all the time uh and it was rough because nobody really got it like the other workers were like oh yeah here's all oh, the president's men yeah. i'm like no no yeah put up whatever's new yeah because it was a rotating collection so anything yeah. we had multiple copies of new stuff yeah and i made those i made those dvds fly you know what i shelves. had a similar experience at my first library willard mm-hmm. library opened a branch while i was there smaller like in the suburbs right and so i sort of split my time between both libraries mm-hmm. one was the branch was smaller and more like a bookstore uh, but it was the same kind of thing there were there were places around the pillars where you could put DVDs. So I would put mm. DVDs up there yeah. with like themes or different things going on. Yeah. And then the other people would come in and just like put some random thing up yeah. there. And I'm like, oh, great. Yeah. We have three James Bond movies and like Urkel saves Christmas. Yep. Thank you. <laughs> I Thank tried. You. Um, there were some, th- I tried to, they had their comic books and they were in the, they were in like the newspaper shelves. You oh, know, the ones, old, like, the metal ones up, that you yes. put up the, the newest one and then you lift up and behind it. That's where they kept the adult graphic novels. Yeah. And it drove me crazy. And I was like, move them over to the... I even suggested, like, if you move them to the sci-fi section here, where we keep the nonfiction audiobooks nobody can find, mm. people in the sci-fi section will see these yeah. and it will create, you know, cross... And that it, kind of stuff really makes a huge difference. Well, they did not the suggest usage. it. They oh. didn't like my suggestion. They were like, sad. well, we don't, then they'd be on the spines only and you wouldn't be able to see them. And, mm. um, <laughs> I, I hope they're listening. I hope they're listening and they recognize <laughs> that's, that that's not a good impression of them at all. I was no. just the character I created. I, I really like that character. Okay. Um, so, but anyway, okay. that was it. All right. Well, let's see. So where's that? So I was, mm. so I was at Houghton. I tried to start a mystery science theater club there. That's cool. It was no go. Oh. Didn't like it because we couldn't, we didn't have the legal rights. Oh, but I said that's true. We have the right to legally to show them. Oh, okay. we didn't. I guess so. I was at Houghton for six. So, uh, so uh, Willard, Willard for about four years, Alfred for about two, Houghton for six, and then a job opened up here in Wellsville. The David, David A. Howe Public, Public Library. Library. It was in between semesters, so I'd like finished the fall semester, was gearing up for the spring semester uh-huh. when this job opened. Uh-huh. and at the time it was uh, circulation supervisor. Mm-hmm. So basically running the circulation desk, similar to what I was doing at Houghton. Yeah. But they called me for a reference. <gasps> yeah. I said, if you hire that guy, you're hiring a guy to drive that ship right into the iceberg. No pretense. Really? He's not going to He's not gonna be like, oh, iceberg ahead. He's yeah, just going to be like, drive right into it. you said all that. <laughs> yeah. Wow. They hired you anyways. I guess. Yeah. I must have really, I, dr- <laughs> I dressed to impress. I wasn't, I wasn't wearing a, a black uh, turtleneck, that, not turtleneck. V-neck. You think, you think they, they. I you think I was called? Yeah. I said that thing about the iceberg, and yeah. they're like, "But he's wearing a tie." Yeah, look at that sharp tie. I think that's <laughs> what they said. Yeah, I remember. Nobody's ever called me for a Nick reference. I remember. I I so I came in for my interview, and I had you know I hadn't worked in a public library for well almost eight years. Since Michigan. Yeah, and so like. And that doesn't always translate, you know. It doesn't always like yeah. they, they are very different sorts of jobs, you know. Yeah. So I was sort of nervous that maybe they'd be like, "Oh, he only works in academic libraries." So I met with um, it was two people, the director and one other person, and had this interview. 
and uh, I felt good about it. You mm-hmm. know, I went in sort of thinking like, yeah, this this would be this would be nice to get back to a public library. I I walked out, and my wife was in the car, and I got in the car and was like, I am going to be so sad if I don't get this job because I loved that place. Oh uh, yeah. And I was real. Then I was like, it really does. It sometimes gets annoying. I wasn't. <laughs> sometimes you want to come upstairs and be like, Nick, I have a complaint about this place. He's like, No, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, I you know I went in and I was like mm-hmm. I, you know I'm fine where I am it's okay you know I just, I this might be interesting let's check it out you know I was really I was very chill about it because of that you get but, tired of the smell of carpet cleaner when you're at like a college library that's true yes uh, but I really I walked out and it was like the first thing I thought was like oh I better get this job. <laughs> I better get this yeah. job uh, and I did yeah so it was a quick turnaround so I kind of like had to. Is a transition in between semesters is always kind of tricky. So, I, you know, I stayed at Houghton for as long as I could and got the desk schedule and like everything ready, tried to make it as easy of a transition as I could. And I was really sad to, uh, I had some students that I've been working with since they were freshmen. And this was like their last semester of their mm-hmm. senior year. Uh, shout out to Amy Kuhn, past guest. But I felt bad, you know, like yeah. I really didn't want to leave like at judging, that point. But judging a book by its cover. Yeah. Yeah. Amy Kuhn. Yeah. 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 Also, uh, Ben Murphy. One of our regular listeners was also in his in his senior mm-hmm. last semester. Ben Lehman, music maestro. Yep, ben Lehman, yep, yep. Well, I think. Well, anyway, my wife uh, Kendra, was, yeah, the invisible Kendra, woman. You're right. <laughs> so I was sad to go, you know, but then it was like it was really cool to be starting here. I was really excited, and so I started doing. Um, I was hired to do you know circulation desk and adult programming. Yeah. So we started right away looking into craft classes, and we started the book club right away. Because mm-hmm. the first couple of months we had our first book club meeting, uh, which was Andromeda Strain, Michael Crichton's Andromeda Strain. Uh huh. That we did. Yeah. Um, Ender's Game. You weren't there. Well, I know. And I said Andromeda. I was Strain. in Jacksonville soaking up the sun. I know you were. So I did that for I don't know about two years. Shout out to walk and scooter on the beach. Yeah. Shout out scooter. Daddy loves you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and then <laughs> uh, I took over a little bit more programming as, as some retirements happened. And then when uh, my predecessor, uh, Michelle Lavoie, took a job in the Olean Public Library, where she still is. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Michelle. She was in our Joyce Carol Oates episode very early on. Number six. You ch- yeah, they were all Joyce Carol Oates episodes for a while. You can check out our Joyce Carol Oates spotlight with Michelle. Michelle, I've got to say, was very supportive of the podcast from day one. Yeah. I remember going to her office being like, I want to start a podcast. And she was like, okay that yeah. sounds cool let's do it you know yeah. and i was expecting there to be a little bit more of like oh i don't know about that but no mm-hmm. she was right with it and so was the board so i gotta give them a lot of credit for that so but when michelle took that job i was made interim mm-hmm. and then i was sort of like okay so like I'll, I'll do this and i wasn't really set on whether or not i was going to apply mm-hmm. for the director job and this and was all while we were recording yeah. this was all happening behind I the know. scenes during some episodes it was and so like it was it was sudden i didn't expect it at the all. episodes you know, where so we're up in the attic yeah, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think so. So, like, it was very sudden. I didn't expect it at all. I was surprised when Michelle told me that. Uh-huh. Uh, the trustees asked me to be interim. And so I did that for, I don't know, three or four months. And mm-hmm. um, took a little time and kind of got the hang of it and was like, you know, I do like this. I think I do want to do it. Ooh. So I applied and I honestly didn't think that I would get it. Mm-hmm. Truthfully, I really didn't. Uh, I thought, you know, they want to bring in somebody from the outside. They want to bring in somebody new, you know. Uh, so yeah, I was somebody young. It was somebody kind of a, hip. Yeah, but it was a nerve wracking several months for me, you know, because um, there's just a lot going on. You know, it was summer yeah. reading program. You had a baby. Like my regular stuff. I had a baby and <laughs> doing like interim stuff. So it was yeah. it was a it was a tense time. But I had my interview and I felt good about it. Um, and it was just one of those things that I really 
could not predict the way mm-hmm. that it was going to go. And then I got the job and mm-hmm. was very excited. And yeah. now I've been the director longer than I was not the director. So I've been the director. Yeah. Actually, I think it was right about now. It was like June, mm-hmm. June three years ago yeah. that I took over as interim. Yeah. So yeah, just about three years. And yeah. now here I am. You were worried, but then Alexander McCall Smith sat down and said, Nick. Yeah. I think you need to relax. Yeah, it was it was Alexander McCall. <laughs> so then, about one year into my time here, um, there was uh, uh, when there was some retirements, and we were trying to decide how best to handle everything. We decided that we wanted to have um, a teen librarian as well as a children's librarian, and how could we make that work and all that. And so we we opened that position, and we were kind of, you know we put we put the applications out and all that, and we were like, hmm. And I sent the link to you really not thinking that you were going to be interested in the slightest. Like mm-hmm. you've been in Florida, like we hadn't seen each other in like years. Yeah. You know, it's a sweet year and a half in the sun. <laughs> so you're like, you're down there, you're, like, you're settled, you got your mm-hmm. library job, you know, and, and I got a pizza place. Michelle, I like to go Michelle to was like, Dolce's. You, do you know any, like, have you worked with anybody that you think might, you know, be interested? And, mm-hmm. um, of course we, we set it out and we got quite a few applications for it. Uh, we did several interviews and then, but you then surprised from me. the sun-kissed yeah, lands of were. Florida. I was very surprised yeah. that like you wanted to do it and like yeah. you came and interviewed and all right. Look, so I, I liked my library job yeah. in Florida, but I could not for the life of me find a full-time job in Jacksonville, Florida. Really? Yeah, I couldn't, especially in libraries. Though, uh right at the same time that this opened up, I also passed like some exam that I had to take down there mm. so that I could be hired for okay full-time positions down there and so i was offered a job as a full-time like teen coordinator wow. down in jacksonville florida at the main library which is a pretty busy place and also this place but mm-hmm. i was like let's let's move up let's move up my wife wasn't happy with her job mm-hmm. i wasn't totally happy with uh that's so stressful though. everything i mean to have like two choices like that is really yeah yeah I had, fl- I had to fly up for yeah. the uh, for the uh, for the interview, it was a stressful time because we had to like look for a house yeah. online. Right. We had to like find a rent a renter online. So what and was it like? I mean, what? Why did you? Why did you choose this job over the Florida one? We knew people here. Yeah, for one. Yeah. Hey Nick, shout out to Nick. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, still like, picking everything up and and totally moving. But I yeah. guess you know at the time, like we had done, like we had there a were reasons. There were reasons to leave Florida. We had a pretty <laughs> successful teen photo show that was done every year. We had some teen fashion show. So it's not like we didn't have any teen program. We certainly did, but there wasn't like a very specific like teen focus. Right. And so you know we we knew that whoever coming into that position would really you know, we'd need to rely on them mm-hmm. to really kind of invent uh, a program, you know, mm-hmm. building on what had been done in the past, certainly, but, right. but taking something and, and running with it. So, yeah. I mean, that's, that would be appealing to me. I don't know. Like, did that, yeah, no, that not a, there were a lot in? of, uh, like creating collections mm-hmm. and, uh, like there wasn't even a comic book yeah, graphic novel collection. That's I was like, true, I yeah. can create it and curate a yeah. comic book collection. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Um, that's one of our yeah. most popular <laughs> we collections. Moved up, moved closer to family and yeah. friends, and uh, yeah, just the idea of having a little bit more freedom to mm-hmm. uh, be creative at the job. So, which was nice because, as I said, like I wanted to do stuff even as a part-time clerk that mm-hmm. I just couldn't do. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I took the job. And here we are, and so it's been, been here ever since. You're coming on four years. 2015. Right? Yeah, so I guess you've had four years. Yeah, so wow, didn't have a lot of money five. to go to the movies, but still went to Jurassic yeah. World twice. <laughs> yeah. If that uh, that's a pleasure. Yeah. Uh, and then basically, uh, we found out that sometimes you're a little bit better at certain parts of the job than people expect. Mm. And now a part-time team position is a little too small. Yeah, it's got to be a full-time that's team true. position. That's true. Yeah, a lot. Uh, of, I a lot of changes. I'm not gonna. Way. I'm not gonna. 
my own horn. Right, sure. But yeah. uh, where where there were no teens, yeah. we suddenly had That's many true. teens. Well, it was a serious problem at the time because yes. uh, back when you started like Anime nineteen ninety seven, we were originally doing it in the Monday Club room, and it mm-hmm. was just like, you cannot get any more people in there. Yes. Like, it is impossible yes. to get another person in yeah, there the, w- without w- the fire marshal. At one point, we did have, like, I think the highest we had for t- anime night was, like, 33 people, which yeah. is not was, was not the norm. Yeah. Normally, we settled somewhere between 15 to 20, yeah, still, which was still yeah. too many teens to have yeah. in a room with no windows. Oh, no well, windows think, that opened. I think the thing is, like, with the, with the especially with the children's job, it's so mm-hmm. much of it. It's, like, outreach and working yeah. with the community and working with the schools and yeah. stuff. You know, you really need time to do mm-hmm. that. So now so I'm head of youth services. Now you are. Yeah. 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 It's, it's been, I guess, so this will be my, I started 2001, so this will be 18 years. Yeah. 18 years that I worked at a library. Oh. Uh, 2000, what, 10 for you? About eight years for me. 2011. 2011. Okay. Yeah. All right. Still. Yeah, not I know. Too shabby. I, I know. I mean, I've got ten years' experience on you, but it's uh, it's not a competition. That's true. Because yeah, because I because you're winning, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. So there you are. Did you ever? Did, was this ever something that you considered? No, but when every now and then, when I think back about it, it is kind of like, I guess it's it makes sense because of how much of my childhood I spent in libraries mm. and how much of my teens, like that, just always was going to the library for books comics magazines yeah. movies just always in the library just always like on the floor with a bunch of books by my side mm-hmm. you know book off the shelf in my lap just reading there so you know uh i'm sure to my grandmother it made a lot of sense with like <laughs> the you know almost like every other day phone call like hey can you take me to the library so i i guess i, I guess i was the same way i it never really was i was like oh i want to go work at the library it was not something that i really thought about but i always loved reading i always loved spending time in, in bookstores and comic book stores I and mean, it was always sort of my default mm-hmm. was to do that and so like it, it made sense on that level and i i it clicked with me instantly mm-hmm. like i liked it right away and i feel like each job i've had i thought like oh i could do this forever you wow. know yeah and it's been it's been an interesting transition and because of because of the different like jobs, I feel like now I've done pretty much every library job. You know, like I've done ordering, mm. I've done library loan, I've done cataloging, I've done the front mm. desk, I've done, you know, reserves for college. Mm-hmm. Uh, You've done chicken coop wrangling. Chicken coop, yeah. <laughs> so like it's it's kind of works out well where I've got to focus on the things that I like the best, but I've also had the opportunity to work in every area, mm-hmm. which I think is not something that I planned. It's just just the way that it all worked out yeah. that is really useful to me now. You know, in my position yeah. now, it's really helpful to have had experiences in all those different areas. In in college, and I love it. As in you said, my five years of college. Yeah, because I don't know. <laughs> five years of college, I did a lot of like side job internships things that had me working with teenagers and they'd be like why do i have to work with teenagers i don't want to do this anymore uh-huh. and then I got this, now i'm like oh i guess that was just training well you've always been you've always been good at it it's, it's it was just one of those like when you look back on it, it's like oh i was always in libraries and i worked a lot with teens even yeah. though i didn't yeah i had no plan to and so here we are the stars oh is there a song about that city of stars yeah yeah that counts okay that counts well a million those are, dreams those are our library stories 
We would love to hear from our listeners. Yeah. So if you want to tell us how you first got into libraries, whether you work in a library or just an avid user, you can find us at soundcloud.com slash all the books. Did uh, I accidentally take your job in Jacksonville? Maybe. Or did you take mine? Maybe. It's did, hard to say. Which, which which part of the your career did you intersect with Nick like a falling star? <laughs> right. Exactly. So. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at All the Books Show. Mm-hmm. You can email us at wellsville at stls.org. Find us on Facebook at David A. Howe Public Library. And remember, rate what? and share on iTunes. Yeah, rate, share, and subscribe on iTunes. We're on everything. We're on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, SoundCloud, just uh, Stitcher. Yeah. Friendster. Yep. I don't think we're on Friendster. MySpace. No, we're not on MySpace. Oh, okay. Uh, but please, yes, share and subscribe. We yeah. could definitely use some Absolutely. ratings. Always helpful. Thanks if you're tuning in on the Angelica Radio Nick Station. Just Wednesday nights over. at 9 yeah. o'clock. You can tune in there. Uh, and it's it's been a fun ride. Yeah. 200 episodes. See you at episode 400. Because... Oh, okay. I thought I thought you were doing a cool sign off, but no. Oh no, you you're the sign offer. Thank you. Two hundred episodes. You don't know. Uh, you're <laughs> right. You're I, right. Just, I thought maybe this was a new normal. We are in the midst of the summer reading program, folks. So oh my gosh, lots of cool movies showing down in the auditorium. Robot and Frank is coming up. Well, it's a great one with Frank Langella. Check that out. That's our senior matinee. Uh huh. Book clubs are just wrapping up. Leviathan Wakes by James S. A. Corey. Then we're gonna read. Where is it? The loneliest, I, girl loneliest girl in the universe. Girl in the universe. This yeah. is our YA for adult book club. Um, Sounds like uh, so, I, I got nobody. Wow. I was gonna try to pick somebody, but I was yeah. like, maybe this would be too mean. Can it, is it? Can we admit that the the YA for Adult Book Club we never get a big turnout for that? Yeah, I guess that's a saucers gets made kind guess, of situation. But it baffles me because yeah. we have so many adult fans of yeah. YA. If you're an adult and you're in the area and you read young adult books, join us. It's your responsibility. It's cool. <laughs> I think I think sometimes there's like a stigma attached to like, oh, that's a teen book. Yeah, you know, I'm no. just, oh, you know. That's fine. That's yeah. cool. I read YA books. I read junior level books, graphic yeah. novels, anything. Yeah. Anything that interests you. Nick still reads the read newspaper. It. You should read it and be happy. You know, like, yeah. it, there's no problem at all. So yeah, happier than us. the loneliest girl in the universe. That's right. Come and join us for a book club. It's supposed to be a great book. We've got many copies. We'd love to have you. Yeah. That's the end of the month. We're showing Captain Marvel on Friday the 28th at 4.30 p.m. Ooh. As uh, our afternoon matinees, our Friday matinees. You know uh, what? what? I can get one more plug-in for a past episode because we did a Captain, a Captain Marvel, Marvel episode, episode 186. Yeah. Special guest star Hillary from the uh, Previously on X-Men podcast. Uh, and on Tuesdays, we have our kids hangout at 4 o'clock p.m. And on Wednesdays, we have our teen night at 5.30 p.m. Be sure to check out our website and Facebook, uh, David A. Howe Public yeah. Library, where you can find all the information about the adult program because uh, we have... Uh, programs and prizes for all ages we've got craft classes we've got special movie showings as i've said uh we've got some author vi- all sorts of things happening here so check it out david a help public library.org or on facebook thanks for tuning in for 200 plus episodes that was a long one we're we're happy to have you we'll hope you'll stick around for the next 200 mm-hmm.